This is the On The Line Podcast. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, 0. And we are back to another episode of the On The Line Podcast. It's been a few weeks, Noah. It's been a few weeks. We took we took some time off, some much-needed time off. The football season's great, but uh, how are you doing today, kid? Doing great, man. Definitely took some time off there. It was good to recharge the batteries, get back to neutral, enjoy the football, and not have to report on it. But we're back. We're ready to talk. Uh, so let's get into it. A lot has happened in the last couple of weeks. Dude, so much has happened. So much has happened. We're changing the format a little bit. It's going to be a lot less formal. We're just going to have a gen- general conversation and and some real arguments here because it's always good to have a debate here. And uh, you and I don't always agree on everything. So, you know, I, I, I personally, I want to talk about one of the biggest games that happened this weekend. That... Chiefs Bucks game, dude. What happened? What happened there? Everyone thought that, you know, I thought the Chiefs were going to win. I picked the Chiefs to win. But I mean, how did Mahomes, like, you look at that game and it was a lot closer than it should have been? I thought it was going to be a blowout. After the first quarter, I thought it was going to be a blowout. I mean, I don't, I don't, you know, what did you think? Did you think the Bucks, you know, who, who, who faulted on there more, the Bucks or the Chiefs? I think this was a case where the Chiefs actually let the game kind of slip away from them. They probably started coasting after, you know, their super early success in that game. Like like you said, I had them to win the game. I probably thought they would win by a touchdown or so, but didn't think it would be as close as it was. And I think it's kind of just they coasted. They let Ty Hill and Pat Mahomes do all the work, and they kind of just got complacent there. Uh it's a luxury that they have that they can do that because they have the most electrifying offense in football. Uh, they can score at will. So they have that to their advantage, but I don't necessarily think the bucks have proven that they're that great of a football team. They're okay. They have talent, but it was bad to let a team like that, like slip back in. Dude, I agree a hundred percent. The bucks looked way better earlier in the season. Personally, I thought the Bucs could win the NFC South. The Saints did not look that good. And now the Bucs are not going to win that division. The Bucs are going to be fighting for a playoff spot. It's all Saints, even without Drew Brees, which is kind of incredible. Um, Taysom Hill's not even a throwing quarterback. And I asked you this question earlier. We're going to change change uh, the topic a little bit here. I asked you this question a few days ago. I don't know if you remember. The Saints are running an offense that the Ravens ran last year. A run-first offense, not a lot of passing. Michael Thomas is not doing extraordinarily well. Even Kamara, his value has gone down. But Latavius Murray is still doing well. Why is it that the Saints find success running the ball and only running the ball? And now the Ravens can't find any success doing that. Like, Why do you think that that... Why do you think is that that's happening to the Ravens? 
I think that they have more of a passing threat there in New Orleans, even though Michael Thomas isn't getting a lot of workload. Uh, I mean, you got to guard him on the outside. You got to double him. Uh, you can't leave him in single coverage because he will burn you. And it's not like Taysom can't make a one-on-one throw. He could do just fine, especially with Michael Thomas catching it. And even Emmanuel Sanders, I'm not going to say that he's the you know at the peak of his career, but I think he's better than uh, Brashad Perriman. Or they don't have Brashad Perriman, who's on their... Who's their second wide receiver besides Marquise Brown? They have that uh, Willie Sneed. Sneed, yeah. Yeah, Willie like, Sneed. Like, I think Sanders is much better than their two and three options. And then Kamara, in his own right, is better than... I mean, he's just as good as of a pass-catching threat as anyone. And then the Jared True. Cook, too. I think the only weapon that I would really want to have for Lamar, besides the running backs, they're an okay group. You only want to throw to mark andrews true so i agree so that's why that they're it's much easier for new orleans to switch to that run first because they still have to respect the pass attack other than making sure mark andrews is covered and brown doesn't you know beat you deep as long as you play off of him i mean they're not going to do anything pass wise because lamar doesn't necessarily throw a powerful deep ball i agree with you i mean I, i think you brought up a good point there where you know the saints still have those Michael Thomas, who's still a top 10 receiver in the league. He's just having a bad year. You know, you still have Kamara, you still have Jared Cook, all better than the weapons Lamar's working with. So I agree, you know, that's a good point. You still got to respect the pass game, even though Taysom's not slinging it. Now, in your opinion, would you, you know, from what you've seen from tapes, Taysom, and what you've seen from Jameis, who would you start personally if you were the coach? For me, I do think it's Taysom Hill. Even though I know what Jameis Winston can do, it's not like that they're just going to switch it up and go to this huge pass-first offense. They've been tailoring Drew Brees off of you know his volume in terms of how much he's been passing for like four or five years. And Kamara always gets a decent amount of workload. And even then, most of their passes are short yardage from him. So for me... I don't think Taysom's as good of a passer, but he's kind of the same type of quarterback where, you know, I'm going to stand in the pocket. I'm a tough guy. I'm going to go through my reads, but I can also run it much better than Drew Brees can. So you get like the good quality of Drew Brees in terms of his leadership and his poise on the field, but you get a little bit extra in the run game and not so much from the pass game. So that's why I think that I think it's a good call to go with them. Because it keeps teams on their toes. Look at what Lamar did when he burst into the league. Nobody really had an answer for him. We didn't expect this coming from a New Orleans offense. So it's kind of like something that's fresh and new and Taysom's run threat, you know. And even he can go out and catch passes so they could run some type of trick play. But they just have a lot of playmakers in that offense. Think about it. It's Michael Thomas, Alvin Kamara, and Taysom Hill. I mean, they all in their own right are like pure playmakers and you can't deny it so it's way more interesting than just having Jameis back there who we know is just a you know big arm true I'm gonna disagree with you here dude I think why not put Jameis in you know the guy can sling it granted his decision making is not that good but give him a good run game give him those Michael Thomas those weapons there you saw what he did at Tampa 30 touchdowns Granted, he had 30 picks, too, but he had 30 touchdowns, and the guy 
you know, he can still do it. I, I get what you say with the dual threat with Taysom Hill. He can throw and he can run. But we really haven't seen him throw that much. I mean, we saw that. You remember that deep pass that he had? Who was that against? Was that against the Falcons, I believe? Thing was an absolute duck. He threw it and the thing died like 10 yards before, like where the receiver is supposed to catch it in stride. Luckily, they have Emmanuel Sanders to come back and catch the ball, but I would have gone with Jameis here, dude. I'll go with the QB that can throw it any day over a guy that's more of a running back slash tight end slash gadget guy than, you know, QB who has experience in the league. And granted, they're winning, but they honestly haven't played any good teams with Taysom back there. I mean, you played the Falcons. It's a good win. You played the Broncos without a actual QB, um, you know. So I personally, I'd go with Jameis. I'd go with Jameis. What do you have? I mean, what, like, do you not – you like the dual threat more than you like the passing attack? I think it's like just in terms of what's on the table for this season – I think it's just going to throw teams off for the rest of the way. No one was expecting this to happen. And like, I, I agree. Jameis is a much better passer, but at the same time, like I'm not saying Michael Thomas can't be, but he's not really a deep threat. Like that hasn't been their game for a number of years. They're like one of the lowest teams in terms of passing yards down the field before the catch. That's why Michael Thomas led the re- league in rack yards last year because Drew Brees just picks it off short. So Jameis is pretty bad in terms of his short and medium accuracy. He's actually way better at, you know, mid to long. So, and how many catches does Emmanuel Sanders get a game? You have to respect them, but like, are they really going to him that much? Look at the numbers with Breeze. Don't use Taysom's. It's like, you know, four, it's like four catches, three catches. It's like respectable numbers, but like, you know, their game plan before Michael Thomas came back, I mean, it was working to some degree. And now that Michael Thomas is back, I think it's just, they're going to stick with it. The short passes run first, because if you said, you said it too, that you really liked the run first or it was working for them. Why would they put Jameis in there? True. Because they're not going to take deep shots down the field and run the ball. They're going to like pick you off short. They're going to try to run these like little routes. So you don't really know what, what you're getting with Jameis, you know that the short accuracy is kind of butt. So that's why True. I would go with Taysom. I know he's is much better, but that's why I'm going with him. You're going with the low risk option. I like it. They honestly, I feel like the Saints right now are just trying to. They're they're staying afloat, winning the games they need to until Drew comes back. That's exactly why I think they're going with Tamis, Jane, or excuse yeah. me, Taysom too. Because yeah. look at them now that they're back in the lead of the division. They're better. They look like they're a much better team than the Bucks. So, like, why risk it? You could like go for the gold and see if Jameis is, you know, Jameis fits in. Oh, this is the quarterback for New Orleans future. But as of now, I wouldn't test it because what if he goes in and sucks? Then, like, you know, you might end up being the last seed in the entire playoffs because the Bucks steal the division from you. So, true. I would just go. I would just play it safe true i want to switch gears here because i was trying to place a futures bet today on division winners and i didn't know who to pick for the nfc west you know you got the niners there they just came off a win against the rams but i don't think the niners are really going to do anything they're too banged up you got the cardinals there but 
honestly, I didn't, wasn't buying it after that Bills game. That was the luckiest Hail Mary ever. DeAndre Hopkins is a beast. And then they went on another two-game skid like they did earlier in the season when they lost to the Lions and then they lost to the Panthers. Now they just lost to the Seahawks and you lose to the Patriots. I don't buy them. I think it's between the Rams and the Seahawks here. I'm personally going to go with the Rams, but I want to see who who do you think? The the Seahawks are one game in front of the Rams right now, but the Rams have the head-to-head tiebreaker right now because they beat the Seahawks. Who who would you take to win that division? Right now, I do think I'm going to go with the Seahawks because I'm a little disappointed in what I saw from them. I mean, the Rams should have totally washed the 49ers out because we've been hearing how good this defense is, but they made a ton of errors in that game, a lot of penalties. They let the 49ers steal a game from them. I would be more convinced, and I probably would pick the Rams if they wouldn't have lost that game, but as much as I don't want to say it about Seattle because it's not typical Pete Carroll fashion, but they're pretty consistent this year in terms of their team identity. And I don't think any other team in the NFC West can say that Seattle does fantastic passing the ball and their run games actually not that bad, but their O-line shit and they can't stop the pass. And that's why they lost to the Rams and the Cardinals. So I know what I'm going to get with Seattle. And I really don't know what Sean McVay Rams team. I don't know if Jared Goff's the guy to come up big in this big tight race here. I think I'd rather go with like Russell Wilson and Pete Carroll because they seem to have just, you know, very elite offense and shit defense, but they're going to do the typical Russell Wilson and he'll let they'll lean on him and he'll lead them to the division. So that's, I'm going to go with the Seahawks. Um, you know, and I, I like that you brought up that point about the Rams having a great defense. You know, everyone thought that Jared Goff had a bad game. He had two picks. He had like a 50 passer rating. It was just a bad evening. I don't think he even had 200 yards passing. He had a bad game. That's on him. Um, You look at the Seahawks, though. They don't look good. Past couple weeks, losing to the Bills, Um, you know, lost to the Rams. They should have blown out the Eagles last night. And it was actually ended up being kind of a close game. Um, So... That defense scares me. Carlos Dunlap just went down, so they lose the playmaker they just brought in. Um, To me, the Rams are the most complete team in the NFC. I don't know what you think, but I don't think there's another team out there that has the, I would say, consistency, but no team in the NFC is consistent. But they have a defense and an offense, one that can put up points and one that can stop teams from scoring. Um, and I don't think any other team in the NFC has that. I thought the Bucks did, but the Bucks, they look bad. Their offense looks worse than their defense does, and their defense can't really stop anyone. Um, granted, they do have the number one rush defense in the league, but still, like their pass defense is not very good. Tyreek Hill torched them, and that offense is not good. So I'm going to take the Rams here just because I think they're the most complete team in that entire NFC. I, Noah, name for me, what, what team do you think is more complete, or do you agree with me that the Rams are the most complete? What team do you think has a balanced offense and defense and not just is one-sided? I think it's the Packers. I would take the Packers over the Rams because their defense actually isn't that bad at all. 
granted, I don't think they've played the caliber of competition that the Rams have played because they've played a bunch of pretty elite offenses, but that would be my only argument. I totally agree. I think that they're probably the most complete team. I was actually looking at Goff's stats while you were giving your two cents, and like he has his most efficient season yet. And it's not that he's been atrocious in the past, but he's not... He has a high floor, low ceiling. He's not like as bad as, you know, Nick Foles. I think he's just a very B-plus quarterback, and like he's playing well this year. He's doing the same. So their defense is very good with Jalen Ramsey and Aaron Donald anchoring it, and their pass attack's good. And everyone kind of just forgets about the run game, but it's good enough to get the job done. So besides the Packers, I totally agree with you. I wouldn't pick any other team to be more complete. And I just think that the, you know, it's, it's interesting. The Rams, the, the Packers defense, I thought that the Packers back in October, I thought they were the best team in the league. I thought they were for sure going to be the front runners to win that division. But then they lost to the, Bucks. They got absolutely blown out by the Buccaneers. And I was like, oh, wow, maybe the Bucs are legit. And then I found out that, no, every team is just super inconsistent. No team is in the NFC is consistent. Look at the Packers' defense, though. They've only held two teams to under 20 points. And that's the 49ers. Remember on that Thursday night football where the whole team basically had COVID? And the Falcons, like week two or something. The Rams have held a bunch of teams to under 20 points, most recently being the Seahawks, held them to 16. Bears only holding them to 10. Um, You know, holding the Giants to nine points is nothing nothing to brag about. But they held the Eagles, the Cowboys, the Giants. I mean, they're taking care of business. Washington, the entire NFC East, held them under 20 points. The Bears under 20 points. You're talking the Seahawks under 20 points. Like, they're consistently keeping teams low scoring. And, you know, while the defenses are comparable, I will agree the Packers' offense is way better. You know, even Devontae Adams is top two wide receiver in the league right now. Aaron Jones isn't having the season everyone thought he would. You know, when he started the season, everyone thought it'd be, you know, he'd be top five. And I think that he might be five or maybe six around there right now. But still, Rodgers loves Robert Tanyan. Alan Lazard is nice. Devontae Adams. They definitely have more weapons and a better offense. And the QB is not even close. But I will say that in terms of balance, I'm going to have to stick with the Rams here, man. I'm going to disagree with you here. But, uh, you know, I I hope that the Rams win that division. And you hope the Seahawks. So we'll see how that pans out. But uh, other than that, I I think another interesting thing from the weekend. Join in if you you have another thought here. But – when you look at the Patriots, they were able to knock off the Arizona Cardinals. And did you watch that game at all? I did, yeah. I caught I caught most of the second half just because I had money on it, so I was needing Kyler to wake up and do well. Yeah, me too. I, I had a Cardinals money line, and uh, that didn't pan out. Also, I thought that penalty at the end was kind of soft. Cam Newton was still in bounds and just got absolutely destroyed by – um, Isaiah Simmons, the first-round pick. But that's besides the point. Look, the Patriots just knocked off the Cardinals, but they haven't looked good in the past few weeks. And people are saying, 
all over Twitter and everywhere else, they're like, look, the Patriots have a shot here to make the playoffs. I, I think that's bogus. I don't think the Patriots have a shot at all to make the playoffs. I don't know what you think, but... Yeah, no chance. No chance. Come on. You look at the rest of their schedule, Noah. At beginning of the season, I said... Uh, this is where we disagreed a little bit. I said they were going to be an eight-win team max. And I think you were around the nine-win. I gave them nine. I said yeah, like nine seven to nine was my range. And I, th- I gave them... I think we... You had eight, I had nine. I think I right. gave them a game or so. Right. Before the season, I took a bet with DraftKings under nine and a half wins. This, they have five games left. So, you know, in order for them to get to that total, I think they would need to win out. So let's let's go through the games here, and you tell me if they're going to win or lose. They play the Chargers away at the Chargers. I don't think that's a win. No, I think that that offense is way too good. And I agree. The Patriots can't pass the ball and that's where the chargers have struggled is that they've had a lot of opponents that they can actually that they actually have to face good pass attacks they did fine against denver i believe because denver can't throw the ball yeah they're the the chargers gonna run the score up they have weapons there it's unbelievable let's go so they play the chargers then on a short week they have to go back out to the West Coast and play the Rams. I think that's a loss. Well, here's the thing. I'm not going to use the Super Bowl too much to my advantage because, like, it's a different team. Like, Brady's gone. Like, they don't really have a lot of the same weapons. But I will say that, like, I think McVay knows how Belichick plays, and especially this year. Like, they're a very predictable offense. They can't throw the ball, and the Rams have a very good pass rush and a good secondary so i mean i think that they're gonna stack the box and they're gonna have a ton of trouble moving it i think the rams actually should win by at least 10 points you heard it here first noah is taking rams minus nine and a half dude i can't see unless unless they somehow get some bs touchdowns i can't i i can't see it either i can't see it either aaron donald is gonna have a field day jalen ramsey who are you going to put Jalen Ramsey on? Edelman's not going to be back. What are you going to put him on? Uh, uh, Jacoby Myers? Yeah, that's he, he, guy. the guy. The guy won't get one target all day. Um, Okay, so they go to the Chargers. They go to the Rams. That's brutal. Going to the West Coast twice in a row. Then they come back, and they play the Dolphins on the road. That's three away games in a row. And I don't know if they're going to beat the Dolphins because I think the Dolphins are going to be fighting with the Bills to get that first spot in the AFCs. That's a loss right there, too. I'm going three losses next three weeks. I don't see them winning either of them. I could see a tight one here and maybe Belichick squeaking it out only because, again, like he's extremely familiar with Brian Flores. Like Brian Flores learned from him. They're both defensive-minded head coaches. Again, the Dolphins have the better offense. Uh, I he think is, Cam but- and Tua are kind of like the same quarterback. Uh you know, Cam's a little more of a rush threat, especially in the red zone. But again, yeah, like I, I'm definitely leaning Dolphins here, but I'm just saying if there's going to be a win other than the Jets, it's going to come with the, with the Dolphins. But if you look at look at the Dolphins, dude, every year, you know this is true, every year the Patriots drop one to the Dolphins. Every year it always happens. And most of the time it's in Miami. But I think it's a different story this year because Miami's now looked at as the better team. Like, the Patriots aren't dropping one here. They would need to gain the win. 
That's a good point. That's a good point. I'm still going to give it to the Dolphins. Um, I would too. Let's let's go on to the week after that, where they're at home on Sunday night football, I believe, or Monday night football, one of the two. Oh, no, that's Sunday night football at the Bills. Um, I'm going to go lost there because I feel like that division is going to come down to the last couple weeks with the Dolphins. And if the Dolphins beat the Patriots that week, the week before, the Dolphins or the Bills are going to be in a fight because the Bills do not have an easy schedule. The Bills don't have an easy remaining schedule. So that's going to be a tough one there. Um, so I'm going to give the Patriots a loss. I think the Bills are going to be fighting for a playoff spot and they're really going to need to win that one. Yeah, I mean, I'd probably say the same thing. What do the Bills have a game ahead on them right now? Uh, like, I think the Dolphins should beat them that week. But regardless, Buffalo knows they need to win that. They need to win that game. No chance. Right. So I am thinking, though, that, like, it's Belichick, Josh Allen. I think that he kind of knows, like, Josh Allen's weaknesses. But I will say, like, there's no way that I would say that New England's better on either side of the ball. Like, their defense isn't as good. True. The only thing, they'll have more success passing it, but again, it's like Jacoby Myers. Like, I don't know. I, I don't understand why New England didn't go out and get, like, any type of weapon. Like, Jacoby Myers and Nikhil Harry and James White, what, that's a putrid offense. <laughs> it, he it's might be, disgusting. Belichick might be scheming something. He might have, you know, he might be scheming something. But, uh, I mean, like you said before, dude, Belichick knows Josh Allen. Remember, a few weeks ago they played. The Patriots should have had a chance to win that game. Cam just happened to fumble inside the 30-yard line, and they lost the game. Right. But they could have easily won that game in Buffalo. So, you know, I wrote them off a little too quick here, but maybe they can squeak one out. But, the you know, the Bills are going to be going 100% that game. Yeah, again, like it's just a matter of whether Cam Newton can actually throw the ball. And again, there's just nothing there that proves him. Even though the Bills' secondary isn't that great, they give up a lot of yards against. Uh, they're a little leaky, and everyone was expecting them to be the defensive last year where they were locked down, not only stopping the pass, but the run as well. So, But again, it's Cam Newton and his, his de- lawn chair and deck furniture of... <laughs> an offensive group. If Carson Wentz had bad weapons, Cam Newton has just fucking putrid shit. Worse. I... <laughs> Way worse. Way, Way worse. worse. Um, and then they finish the season with the Jets. Anything could happen. Maybe the Jets will cut their first win. Maybe the Patriots will win. But as it st- stands right now, the Patriots are going to lose the next four games and win one more. One, They're going to go one and four in the last five, which is very real. So we were pretty spot on with that. You know, the Patriots not being as good as they was good as people thought they would be this year with Cam Newton. Remember the hype on that over the summer? Remember the hype on that? Everyone was like, oh, they're back. They got Cam. They're 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 not gonna skip a beat. Please. Well it's the like Patriots are terrible. It's like that recency bias thing, and it's not like you and I aren't guilty of it either. We're better at sniffing it out than most, but just with some things, you just you see you see red in a sense of like oh my god it's gonna be the patriots dynasty all over again but it was if you really look at the rosters we went through it and we were like 
They don't have the tight end that they've just had for however many years. It's just Edelman, the same running back group. Worst defense and offensive line. Like, they're not back. Like, they're okay. They're in the right direction. So I think that might have been the overhype that people were like, oh, we're going to get Cam, and then we're going to go out and get, you know, we're trading for A.J. Green or signing Des Bryant. It's like, no, you got to wait for that. It's not like Cam Newton buys you 12 wins just by being Cam. Exactly. I agree. Um, I just want to hit on two more things before we finish this up. Little shorter show, shorter show format here, about 30 to 40 minutes we're doing. But uh, I, w- I want to go over two more things, unless you had a topic you wanted to cover as well. But I will say, the- we were going to do rankings, but we could save them till next week because I think yeah. we could just spend a whole show on that. Yeah, I like that. I like that. You know what? Well, let's do, I'm going to put, I'm going to, let's do one tonight. Um, and I'm going to put you on the spot which one it is because I think it's the easiest one. Okay. Um, let's talk about NFC East. The, or as Skip Bayless likes to say, the NFC least. Cowboys screwed me on Thanksgiving by losing to the Redskins, or excuse me, the football team. The Eagles just lost. Giants pulled off a nice win. And Washington, as I mentioned, Pulled off a nice win against Dallas. Right now, the Giants lead the division. If you had to give it to one of these terrible teams to win it, who are you giving it to and why? It's tough. Right now, for me, I'm so disgusted with the Cowboys and the Eagles because they clearly should have been the top two in the division, and they're not. It's the exact opposite. It To me, it's now between the Giants and the football team. Football team actually has a decent rush attack. Antonio Gibson is no joke. He, I would consider him top 10, top 12 running back in the league right now. Him and James Robinson are huge, huge surprises. Definitely. And J.D. McKissick, he's their third down guy. I, he looks good. They're using him the right way. Uh, mm-hmm. Alex Smith's like the perfect type of quarterback for this football team. Go figure. But he's just going to be the game manager. He'll throw maybe a touchdown pass, maybe two. He's not going off for like, he's not going off for 300 yards and three TDs. The only guy they're going to throw it to really is Terry McLaurin and Logan Thomas, but their defense is fine. It's given plenty of teams trouble. It'll probably give the Steelers a little bit of trouble just because they have a good pass rush. So, and then there's the giants with Daniel Jones, just going down to injury. That really hurts them. Because Joe Judge is, like, I think you told me. Like, he's a player's coach. They love him. Exactly. For me, if it would have been Daniel Jones in there for the rest of the way healthy, I'd probably pick the Giants. But I'm going to go football team here. Because they have Rivera. I mean, Alex Smith. It'll actually be hilarious that, like, Carson Wentz and Dak, granted, Dak got injured. But, like, these two star-studded teams with Philadelphia and Dallas – let Alex Smith, Ron Rivera, who's going through chemotherapy nonetheless, and Alex Smith has like 80% of a leg, and they'll win the division. It'll be great. Exactly. I agree with you there about the Giants. They would have wanted if they still had Daniel Jones. The severity of his injury, injury is not known right now, but it's not looking good. So I think they're out. Eagles, 
I don't even know where to start. But uh, the Eagles have a sucks. Yes, and the Eagles have a very tough schedule. I I'm I'm gonna say the Eagles schedule for the rest of their because they're they may they have such a tough schedule they may not win another game. They have to play the Packers, the Saints, the Cardinals, the Cowboys, and the football team. They may win one or no more games this season. So I'm between Washington and the Cowboys. And it's tough for me not to pick the football team because they're two, they won the series against the Cowboys. They're a game in front of the Cowboys. And, um, you know, they're rolling right now. They're running back. Gibson looks better than Zeke. Their receivers look better. McLaurin is an absolute beast. Alex Smith is doing enough. I was so wrong about my take on that, that he wasn't going to play this season. Noah, all the props to you, but he is doing just enough. The only thing that scares me is the rest of the Washington football team schedule. They had still have to play Pittsburgh, the 49ers, which is not an easy game because they're on the road and it's an NFC opponent you never see. And I think Shanahan is a better coach. You got to play Seattle. You got to play the Panthers and the Eagles. Those first four are very tough. The Panthers are not a bad team. The Seahawks, everyone knows. Pittsburgh, everyone knows. And the Niners, they're not a bad team either. They could easily beat this football team. So that leaves the red the, the Eagles to be their last game to win. So even though the Washington football team has that the head-to-head over the Cowboys, I'm still going to go with the Cowboys here just because their schedule is way easier. You know, you got to play the Ravens who are going to be playing on a Wednesday and then on a on a two next Tuesday. Um and the Ravens haven't looked good at all. Then they play the Bengals. Then they play the 49ers. Then they play the Eagles and the Giants. So Eagles, Giants could be two wins. Bengals is another win. And then they may be able to steal one from the Ravens or the 49ers, but I doubt it. Um, But, you know, you look at that, I think their schedule is easier. They're going to need to win, you know, know, let's say they win three and the football team only wins one more game. There you go. That's your division. So I'm going to go with the Cowboys here just because their schedule is a little bit easier. But, dude, it's an embarrassment. On paper, the Cowboys are so much better. Their personnel is so much better than every other team. Even the Eagles have a good personnel. And for some reason, they're the two worst teams in this terrible division. It's actually like, if I was a fan, I'd be embarrassed. It's just horrible. Dude, it's like a reality show to me, too, because think about this they do have an easier schedule like the Ravens is definitely by far the toughest game in 49ers game too I don't think that they should win that but if this was if they had Daniel Jones with the Giants he might be back then if they want to win that game or have a good chance he definitely needs to be back but look Joe Burrow went down too so like two two quarterbacks that definitely could beat you and Andy Dalton just go down and the Eagles blow. So all you have to do is pretty much beat some of the bottom teams in the league and you get to win the division with like what six wins. It's ridiculous. And that'll be like Cowboys win the division. Mike McCarthy, like no Mike McCarthy sucks. Like creed. And what are they going to do with Dak? Like they, 
what are they going to do with Zeke? Like, this is a division-winning football team. Like, they're going to have that pedigree. I I will be... The only thing that makes it good, though, is if they win the division, that they're going to get embarrassed by whoever they play. Exactly. I, I Quick side note here. I just checked the Giants' news about Daniel Jones. There is, quote, outside optimism that he would play against Seattle. They play Seattle this weekend. So they may only be without – he's not going to play this weekend. I'll tell you that. So they might only be without him for one game. Their remaining games – Cardinals at home, Browns on the road, Ravens and Cowboys. It's tough. The the Browns haven't played anyone good. And by that time, I think the Browns will, you know, they'll get a pretty good feel for whether they're going to make the playoffs or not, which I think they will at this point. They're eight and three. The Cardinals are super inconsistent. You know, who knows? They could beat the Ravens and the Cowboys last game. If they're fully healthy, they're going to beat them. So the Giants have a shot here, but I'm not going to put my faith in them yet just because I don't know the severity of the Daniel Jones injury. So I'm going to go with the Cowboys. Are you sticking with the football team? I want to because, one, I called the Alex Smith thing. Thank you for the credit. Not a big deal. But, dude, it's to me, they're the most complete team in that division. They're like the Rams of that division, if that makes yeah. sense. They might not be the, They might not end up the winner, but to me, they're the most complete, more than any other team. True. That's a good point. Um, last segment here, the rankings. And I'm going to go with an easier one, um, one that may not take too much thought to do. Let's go with QBs here. Start it off. Noah, you want me to go first or you want to go first? Well, I don't know. I'll, I'll defer to you because you brought up the topic. So you can pick for me to go at it or you could take it. I'll, I'll take it first. I'll take it first. So this is has been a great season, and some of our rankings, if, if people were listening from the start, we did do rankings for QBs from day one. And I'm going to say what my rankings were from day one compared to now. This is what I had. I had Mahomes, Wilson, Lamar Jackson, Aaron Rodgers, and Deshaun, Deshaun Watson. That was my ranking. And I think that there's only one person in there that I would take out and put with somebody else. My rankings right now, I'm still going to go Mahomes one. Um, I'm going to shake it up a little bit. I'm going to move Russell Wilson down. I'm going to go Mahomes. I'm going to go Rodgers. Then I'm going to go Wilson. Then it gets a little bit tricky, but I think you got to throw Deshaun Watson in there just because he's a beast and he's been balling. Even though he's on a bad team, he's not getting a lot of help, but he's making magic happen out there. And then my last QB here, which I had a little bit of trouble. I was thinking it over, thinking it over. I didn't know who to put. But, you know, why not put Big Ben Roethlisberger in here right now? The guy is absolutely balling. He is doing just what they need him to do. He's not making that many mistakes. You know, you look at Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray's having a great season, but... You know, Kyler does make a lot of mistakes. Ben right now only has five picks on the whole season. He's thrown for 2,500 yards. He has 67% completion, 24 touchdowns, and five interceptions. It's unbelievable what he's able to do this year because the, you know, the whole system is sculpted in a different way. 
Um, this is to point his lowest interception total of his entire career outside of the 2010 season where he only had five that whole season, but he only threw 17 touchdowns. He's at 24, 24 touchdowns, five picks, and he's just doing, you know, he's lighting it up. Um, so I'm going to go with Big Ben here at five. So to recap, I'm going to go Mahomes Rogers because I think Rogers is absolutely unbelievable. I'm going to go Wilson after there. Wilson had a couple tough games. You know, he hasn't thrown over two and a half touchdowns, I think, in the past four games, I believe, is a stat. So he's having a little bit of a tough run. But, you know, I'm still going to put him at three. I'm going to put Watson there at four. And then I'm going to throw Big Ben in there at five. He's doing better than Brady is. Breeze is hurt right now. You know, the young guys are still a little unproven. You know, the only guy that really I think would give him tough competition there is Kyler. Um but, yeah, I think because Ben's not making the mistakes he would usually make, I'm going to throw Ben there at five. Noah, what do you have? So I really like what you have in your top four. I actually might agree with it entirely. I think at the beginning of the season, I put Wilson at one, Mahomes at two. Three, I think I also had Lamar Jackson. I believe I had Drew Brees in there instead of – Rodgers. Rodgers, and I think I had Watson five, and then I said Rodgers was my honorable mention. That's totally wrong. Breeze hasn't been playing bad, but he's definitely not top five. Uh, So, yeah, I would actually do the same thing. Uh, I really like Wilson. I'm biased to him, but Rodgers hasn't been making any mistakes at all. He looks just as good as he did last season. So I'm going to go Mahomes, Rodgers, Wilson, Watson, you always got to give him the benefit of the doubt. He plays so well with such a shit team. I agree. Every year. He makes, you know, he was on pace to have 2,000 yard receivers. I believe Will Fuller and Brandon Cooks were about to hit 1,000 yards, and then Will Fuller had that drug that he admitted to doing PEDs, but he was about to have two 1,000 yard receivers, which is unbelievable. But go ahead. No, it is unbelievable. And I was going to say, too, thinking about receivers, like, he's not top 10, but like, Top 20, no one, I didn't think Will Fuller would be in the conversation at all. And like, he's definitely in there. So that's just crazy. I think it's because one, he's good. He's a very good player, but I think Watson elevates him. But for my last one, I did want to put Big Ben too. That came to mind. Kyler did as well, but I'm going to shock the nation here. I'm going to shock it. Who do you think I'm going to take? Um, AFC or NFC? AFC. Sorry, I went on mute. That's okay. Um, I want to say maybe Josh Allen, but I know you hate him. So, but but I am going to go Josh Allen. Justin Herbert. No. Justin Herbert. Three thousand yards, and he hasn't played a full season. Three thousand yards, sixty-seven percent completion, twenty-three touchdowns, seven picks. He's on pace to outperform Josh Allen, outpace to outperform Kyler Murray, Big Ben. The only guys that are doing better than him in terms of overall just combination of completion percentage, touchdowns, efficiency, are the four guys that we mentioned. To me, he doesn't have that good of a team around him on the defensive side. He has a good offense, and he's been playing without Austin Eckler, and he's been putting up fantastic numbers. I 
I think he's way better than Josh Allen at this point. He has showed up in every single game. He's maybe had one bad game, maybe two. True. He's looked fantastic in all of the other ones. He's going to be the only quarterback or rookie quarterback to have more than 4,000 pass yards and 30 touchdowns if he stays on the same pace. And no one's ever done that before. He'll have the best rookie performance in league history. Yeah, I think he's top five right now. That's a great take. I like that a lot. Look, and I think that's really interesting that you say that he didn't have Austin Eckler. And you look at a lot of these reporters and everybody and they're like, oh, you know, Seattle's in a little bit of a rut because they don't have Chris Carson. They're not healthy at the running back position. Justin Herbert's getting it done, and he hasn't had – that's a great point. He hasn't had Austin Eckler the entire season. He's running with – they had a carousel, Kalen Balaj, Justin Jackson, mm-hmm. uh, Josh Kelly. They just had literally a carousel of running backs running through there, yet he somehow gets it done with Keenan Allen and Mike Williams every week. That's a good point, and it's not his fault they're losing. No. It's really not. They're, they have the most fourth quarter collapses. They're like the Falcons of the AFC. It's like six or seven games finished within one possession, and they've lost almost all of them. They're like one in five or one in six. It's crazy. Exactly. Listen to this. I'm going to read you these point totals for the past few weeks. Outside of the Bills game, which was an anomaly, that was a terrible game. 34, 29, 26, 30, 27, 39, 31. 16 and this was then before before herbert they had 16 he has been absolute they have been dominating and putting up a ton of points that is a great pick there i love that justin herbert at five he is absolutely balling right now i didn't know that his personal stats was only seven picks and all those touchdowns that's a really good pick for you dude i think it's i was betting on him and i've done this every week and he screwed me last week but then again, he made me money every other week. I think he was at one and a half touchdowns in almost every game. He hasn't thrown less than tu- like two touchdowns in a single game besides last week. Every other game, it's that's his floor. Sometimes he'll throw for three or more. So, like, yeah, he's a rookie on a bad defensive team and not with his full running back. And what, he's going to give you two touchdowns and it, he might not even throw a pick and that's just the worst that'll do like, yeah, top five yeah, for sure. I like he, that. He could overtake Watson in my opinion, if they, if he just has a stud season. That is a great take. And I really want to hop on that bandwagon, but I'm going to stick with my guy, big Ben, just cause he's also balling, but that is an amazing take. Um, yeah. So watch out for them to be, I mean, they could be good in the next seven years. They are going to be good. They are going to be good. Their weapons are still good. Their defense just has to get healthy. Everyone, they they have Derwin James. They have a great defense. They have great They're just pieces. kind of hurt. And Joey Bosa is an absolute beast. So that's a great take there. I didn't have anything else I wanted to go over. Did you? No, that was good. I just want to say one more thing about the Chargers. Because like you said, they could be set for the future. Like Denver, I don't think, is the team. Drew Locke's definitely not it. Mahomes is a Mahomes is a problem. That's gonna that's gonna hurt for a long time. But uh I thought Derek Carr was gonna come through for me last week and he looked like dog shit. So like they're the Raiders are still a very average football team. So it's to me, yes. they have a much brighter future than almost any other team in the league. It just sucks that they have 
one of the greatest offenses in history in, in front of them with Kansas City. But definitely they're they're happy that Justin Herbert's a tank. Yeah, good take. Um, dude, this was fun. I love the new format. Um, you know, just talk about the major things and that's it. Um, until next week, dude, I can't wait for these games. Hey, tomorrow afternoon, we get workday football. We do Steelers Ravens three o'clock in the afternoon. We should plug that for like a minute. We should talk about like something. I don't know. I'm happy to watch it. I mean, three 30, especially yeah. work from home for you and I. Exactly. I'm not getting anything done. No chance. No, absolutely nothing. I think it's going to be a good game. I hope. I hope Pittsburgh runs the score up. I hope that they absolutely. I hope they come out firing. Oh, they're going to be they're pissed. Just like, yeah, exactly. They're going to be so mad. They're going to be playing against Robert Griffin the <clears> third. <throat> I think it's very convenient that Mark Ingram and J.K. Dobbins are now available for the game because they got cleared the day before the game. I think that's extremely convenient. But uh, you know, whatever. We'll we'll come out, and I think Pittsburgh's going to absolutely dominate them. I think I think they're going to run up the score, and I hope they do. Because, uh, and you know what I loved? I don't know if you saw this last week, or was it was it last week? Two weeks ago, when the Titans played the Ravens, and the Titans came out to midfield and was standing on their logo, and they were barking at John Harbaugh. And then Nick uh, uh, Vrabel came out and was like, John at Harbaugh. Did you see that? Dude, I saw like the headline, but I didn't. I didn't really dig into it. I didn't think Dude, it was yeah, much anything. The- the Titans were like dancing on their logo. And then Vrabel came out and he was jawing with Harbaugh, like get back and coach or whatever like that. Dude, end of the game, Vrabel's just like, yeah, Derrick Henry absolutely just single-handedly ran all over your team. So don't ever tell me to go back and control my players because we just dominated you guys. If it really bothered you that much, you'd come out and beat us, but you didn't. So I love that, dude. I think the Ravens are such scumbags and I've always thought that and I always will think that. Horbars are having a they're having a rough year with uh <laughs> with Captain Khakis only having like two wins and just losing to Penn State and then and that's funny because it you know what was it like seven, eight years ago they were both coaching in the Super Bowl and now they're underperforming greatly with two blue blood programs. So we'll end exactly. the show on that. Good to see the Harbaugh struggling because the <laughs> Steelers are gonna whoop them. Good to see it, man. I'll talk to you next week. See ya.